Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You would think I'd be bored of these Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Elimination Chamber recap videos by now, but I'm really not. That is how SmackDown started too, and yes, hello, welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller, a positive Pete that always looks on the bright side of professional wrestling. Then you get mad in the comments, it's a wonderful relationship. We were straight into it here too though, because Kayla Braxton had found Jimmy Uso, and she was all like, Jimmy, have you talked to your brother Jay? He was like, no, Kayla, I haven't. This is a very delicate matter. Why are you getting in my face? So nobody is better at losing their brother than Jimbo. He does it every single week, but he did look right into the camera and he said, listen, Jay, I know you're going to be there for me later and we have some time dedicated during the show and I'd love for you to come out. So that was it. I was so damn excited. It's that easy. This is why WWE decided to have some fun too, because our first match was indeed Imperium Take it on Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and none other than Mad Cat Moss. I mean, who the hell knew that Ricochet and Braun were going to be a tag team in 2023? And the commentators continued to tease that Emma and Mad Cat might be going bad guy because they made some comments last week and they went, it's the fans' fault. It's all about the fans. And I was like, well, I'm a fan. And do you know what I have said about Mad Cat Moss on this show? He has a bunch of potential, and I think with the right push, he would do well. So you're right, I am definitely to blame. Ricochet also started out nuts here, as he always does, and he hit a shooting star press when Ludwig Kaiser and G.A.R. Da Vinci were like, no, we ain't into this, we don't want this to go down. And they started to smack him up. Kaiser then went and slapped Braun right around the face because he knew the deal. Strowman just went, raw, and he got in the ring. As the ref was like, well, you're not allowed to get in the ring, you roaring goober. Now you've got to get back to the outside. And I was like, come on, Braun. You've been doing this a long time, you've got to know. Gunther was soon in to start hammering on Ricky when all of a sudden Drew McIntyre started to walk out and I have two points. Why did he choose this very specific moment, but also two, bada bing, bada boom, there it is. Quite clearly we are going to do Drew McIntyre versus Gunther at WrestleMania, or at least a variation of, check me in. Now Gunther did look at Drew, <laughs> this kind of served as some kind of distraction, but also that it's super serious wrestling. When Braun decided to take over, this is pretty good, because Gunther gave him one of those big chops and he went after his knee, but Braun was like, no, I've already sold too much in this match and I'm not selling anymore. Around this time too, Mad Cat Moss tagged himself in and I actually went, are you mad, man? And I realized that yes, he is mad. It's quite literally in his name. It was hilarious though, because Gunther just gave him a chop and they dropped him with the power bomb, and he beat him. I couldn't help but chuckle. I was like, good work, Madcap. Probably shouldn't have tagged in. Straight away after this, McIntyre took his jacket off because he was about to get ready to do some fighting when the Viking Raiders came out to beat him up. And I was like, dudes, you've got to stop doing this because it never works. When Sheamus was here, Braun Strowman and Ricochet all helped just so we could end the segment 
with the good guys standing tall. So there is loads we can do here. We've got plenty of directions that we could head in and it was just some good old fashioned fun. G-O-F-F, that's not right, good. Don't even worry about it. Up. Also, yep, out in the crowd, what did I spy? It was just a Simon sign with like a heart in it and it had the up arrow. Made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So of course you do get an up because your wish is my command and the sign counter, bring it down. It goes up by another one. I know I repeat myself all the time, but what else can I do? Just, I send you all the hugs and I send you all the cheer. And thank you for always putting a smile on my face. That probably looked a little bit creepy. Kayla was then in the back with Rey Mysterio. And I think he said, I'm going to finish carrying Cross off for good which means he's gonna kill it. This is when Santos Escobar arrived and they did the whole, oh, I respect you, Ray. He was like, oh, I respect you, Santos. And it was quite nice when the whole evening peaked because who interrupted? Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. Dom thought it was an absolute joke that Santos respected his dad because his dad is a goober. When Escobar was like, oh, you're gonna get in my face. Maybe I'll slap you around. And this is when Rick was all like, rah, I'll beat you all up. Look at my face. I am damn serious here. If somebody said she should beat the person to beat Roman Reigns, I am gonna start nodding my head. They then left because they got more jail stories to discuss when once again Escobar and Ray were just like, I love you so much, man. So you gotta kind of figure that's gonna be a tag team at one point, and maybe at WrestleMania, we're gonna do Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar against the Judgment Day, which would be Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. Now, I still want one-on-one between father and son. As long as we get it eventually, I don't care. And it was then time for the bloodline angle next. Hell yeah. Now, it was more teasing because Sola Sokoa, Jimmy Uso, and Paul Heyman were talking in the back, and they were like, what are we gonna do about Jay, man? He's not here, he's never here. No one's actually thought to call him or go around his house. When Paul decided, well, look, if you are gonna go to the ring later, Jimbo, I think you should do it by yourself. And I looked off into the distance and said to myself, Rut roll. That doesn't sound good at all. LA Knight was back on SmackDown after this, and he wants to do something big at WrestleMania. He also thinks that WrestleMania is a little bit stupid, or the fact that a bunch of people come out here going, I want my WrestleMania moment, I want my WrestleMania moment, before he said he wants to win titles, and in order to do that, he needs a WrestleMania moment. This is when the New Day interrupted, which I did not expect, and all of a sudden Kofi Kingston was like, <laughs> this guy, what an absolute idiot. He's only been on the main roster for two months and he already wants his WrestleMania moment. When the LA Knight, the LA Knight, when LA Knight called them the Nerd Day, and I started laughing. I was like, was that the first thing you came up with? And then you just couldn't be bothered anymore? You've made the right choice. Xavier Woods also noted that you can't just magic these moments up. They're not written down. I was like, actually, no, they are written down. It's part of a story. When, of course, they started to talk about Kofi Mania, one of the best stories of the modern era. La then laughed at all of that. She was like, Kofi Mania, what a joke that was. And apparently this is the line with Kingston. You don't do that because he challenged LA Knight to a match. And then ding, ding, ding. We had the match. I actually thought this was really fun, especially because they were mucking around on Tina the Turnbuckle and Xavier Woods kept playing his trombone to the point eventually Knight went out there and just smashed him in the face. So Xavier got back up and was like, all right, well, if you're gonna do that to me, I'll just play the trombone again. And of course, it caused the distraction. So that does never get old and it allowed Kofi to hit the trouble in paradise and he beat La. Oh, so that's kind of funny because now over the last weeks, Knight is 0 for 2. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. 
If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. So you've got to imagine that this is going to tie into a WrestleMania match. And who, I wonder, could tag with LA Knight? And I came up with an idea because his name is, pay my own trumpet, Cameron Grimes. So I've thrown it out there now. Let's see if it manifests itself. I liked all of this just because I like the people involved. And speaking of that weekend too was time to potentially build one of our main events. Because Charlotte Flair came to the ring ready for her big one-on-one with Rhea Ripley, when she was like, oh, Rhea, you should get out here right now, when she honestly gave her about 2.4 seconds. And when Ripley's music didn't hit, Charlotte was like, oh, man, she's hesitating. Actually, what was going down here was the greatest plan in the history of Friday Night Smackdown, because instead, out came Dominic Mysterio, and he decided to run down Charlotte Flair. He just thinks that Charlotte is massively jealous of Rhea Ripley because she is so strong to the point that when she gives him a hug, he can feel his back breaking. Now, I don't know where this character came from and I don't know where it's going, but he needs to be featured on every single show at least 79 times. Flair also threw in the line there that she has a real Latino at home, and yes, that was a reference to Andrade. When Dominic all of a sudden changed the conversation, he was like, wait a minute, you've got a famous farmer, I've got a famous farmer, and especially when it comes to my stupid dad, he totally flubbed me up, and now I don't like him at all. This will be the same when Charlotte does lose at WrestleMania because Daddy Rick will realize that Charlotte is not good enough. When Flair was like, well, no, actually, I love my dad. I'm not a screw up like you. If he was here right now, he'd kick your ass. But given that he's not, <laughs> then she dropped her title on the floor. And I was like, oh my gosh, Charlotte Flair is about to fight Dominic Mysterio. I want it. This is when Rhea Ripley did arrive and of course got right in Charlotte's face before her and Mini Mysterio did leave. And all of this was just great. Now. How Dominic Mysterio 
has become the focal point of this, I don't know. But once again, look at my face. Am I bothered? No. Wayne Barrett is also hilarious here because he accused Dom and Charlotte Flair of flirting with each other. And this is exactly what we need to do. And when we get to WrestleMania, Rhea Ripley has to win because if we don't do that, something terrible will have occurred. I am giving it up. And then Shayna Baszler defeating Natalia. I don't get it. Because we just keep doing this over and over again because Shayna, of course, broke Natalia's nose. But it doesn't really get anywhere. And the twist this week is beforehand, Tika Knox just returned to SmackDown and said, oh, I'll come out and help you, Natalia. And then she didn't. Because after Ronda Rousey had just existed on the outside, <laughs> Natalia was so distracted by this. She couldn't believe that another human being would be stood outside of a wrestling ring. So Shayna Baszler locked in the Kira Fuda clutch and she just won. I mean, this went two minutes. Tegan also kind of got in there afterwards because Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were going to beat everyone up. When Rousey lost her mind and said, Skittles, that's what she called Tegan Knox. I'm going to take you on next week. So this is probably just going to happen again. Goes right over my bald head. Although don't get me wrong. I love Ronda, Shayna as a tag team. I think they've got great potential. Down. And then the Firefly Funhouse returned. And while I can't be sure, I think at one point Bray Wyatt was wearing the wig that I wear on ups and downs. I mean, what a small world. This was mostly focused on the fact that Bray Wyatt was watching Bray Wyatt's challenge that he made to Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar and kind of laughing about it as some of the nerds on the internet did. Or at least I think. We also got a game show and a weather report that was brought to us by Uncle Howdy. And apparently he speaks like 1998 Kane. He was all like, meh. I don't know. Raven also wanted to know if we could keep a secret when he put on a scary mask. And after doing some digging and after doing some research, and again, there'll be loads of hidden messages here, I was kind of like, wasn't one of those voiceovers in this Eric Young when it occurred to me? Now I know what we could potentially do at WrestleMania, and holy crap am I pumped. You reveal the Wyatt Six, so it could be Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and who knows who else, and they can take on the reformed Hurt business. And if we do that... Right in my tum-tum. So while half the time I watch Bray Wyatt segments and I kind of end with my eyes glazed over because I don't know what's going on, look what it does to me every single time too. It sends me on a flight of fancy and it gets my intrigue gland right up. And now I'm excited, even though it could be my own expectations that are going to let me down. But welcome to life, giving it up. And speaking of intrigue, we then just got the best text message from Roman Reigns. And that's how you know this story is badass. Now we're getting text messages. It's the most exciting thing ever. But basically, the bloodline was still in the back discussing Jay Uso when Paul Heyman was like, look, Jim, you better sort this out because as our tribal chief has just told me digitally, if you don't, he's coming to SmackDown next week and he's going to sort it out for you. So that basically means death. He's going to start beheading people, but I am going to give it an up because now I am super duper pumped. And as a small spoiler, Jimmy Uso did not sort this out. In fact, he made it 10 times worse. And that's why the finger goes in the up direction. Does it make me want to tune in? Yes, it does. Amazingly too, this night was basically all about Dominic Mysterio. I mean, what a wonderful world. That's what Louis Armstrong was singing about. Because it was Karrion Cross versus Rey Mysterio, and it was fine for what it was. Karrion beat him up for a little while. Although any time Rey was able to reverse something into a Hurricane Rana, he did. And when he went for the 619, of course, Scarlet got on the ring. She cast distraction. Rey was like, all right, you idiot. <laughs> he just popped her over the top rope. He then went for the 619. 
when Dominic appeared and stopped his dad. This just totally broke Rey Mysterio because he couldn't handle it, so of course he walked right into the cross jacket, meaning Carrion did tap him out. But who even cares about that? It was the side story. Because afterwards, father was looking at son and son was looking at the father. Dominic just started to push Rey over and over again before he snapped, looked right at his kid before his heart told him, we can't do it, Rey. And he walked off. And honestly, you need to see this for the crowd reaction alone. They're desperate for it, so we've done something right. I mean, the fans were actually chanting, do it at one point. And this is going to be like The Undertaker and Kane. Second reference to that. But when Rey Mysterio finally does go and hits Dominic, the flipping place is going to erupt. So once again, let's do a mask versus hair at some point in the future. Dominic Mysterio is wrestler of the year. Up. Main event angled time after this. It was so, so good. Because Jimmy Uso was speaking right into the camera again because he wanted to get through to Jay Uso, even though once again, nobody had been going around his house to try and check on him when he repeated the same message that he did earlier. You've always been there for me. I've always been there for you. And right now, I need you more than ever. This is when somebody did jump over Barry Barricade when it was Sami Zayn. And once again, everybody went crazy. And he got the microphone. And we finally got our big showdown before Jimmy and Sami. Because as Zayn said to us, Jim... You were the first person to accept me when Jay hated my guts. You always stood up for me, but when we got to the Raw Rumble, when the bloodline did turn, you jumped me down like a pack of wolves. You didn't even care. Jimbo fired back by saying, well, actually, you turned on the bloodline first, and Sami Zayn was like, no, the bloodline turned on me first, because every single week I had to jump through some kind of hoop to prove my loyalty. Also, look at your cousin, the way he treats you. It's manipulation central and you don't even see it. This is when Sami Zayn did spy somebody in the crowd, which is when Jimmy Uso did jump him. And of course, it was Jay Uso. But all of a sudden, the tables were turned. Sami Zayn was able to hit the halluva kick as Jay kind of just hang around ringside. And Sami then decided, well, look, the bloodline's about to kick my ass. I better get out of here. But when he went past Jay, they just shared this look. And honestly... It could actually mean 7,422 different things. So this was still totally excellent because while I am convinced that it is going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on the Usos for the tag titles at WrestleMania, I'm also not convinced at all. I'm not 100% sure what WWE has planned here, but continuing this big question mark over Jay Uso's head is quite frankly fantastic. I loved it getting it up. Which of course does bring us to the end of Smackdown and WWE are just smashing this out the park. I mean it was a pretty good episode anyway but the stuff with the bloodline. I can't get enough of it. I'm like a drug addict. Somebody help me. Also, please do click one of the videos that is on the screen right now. One should be ups and downs for Rampage, which I'd love it if you would check out. It helps me a lot. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com and you can support us that way too. And we're on social media at whatculturewwe. And that's Simon Miller, 316. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Make sure you have a lovely day. Support wrestling because it's meant to be fun. Goodbye.